If you've ever found yourself having sex, doing drugs, drinking alcohol, or eating fun foods to make yourself feel better, you've actually engaged in avoidance behaviors. I know that's a huge statement to make and I'm not saying it lightly, but we are taught to engage in avoidance rather than solve problems. Today I'm going to share with you how you can actually cope so that you can put down those avoidant self-soothing behaviors. Hello wellness warriors. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet, your keto psychologist, and the reason I make these videos is because I want you to know that when your mental health and physical health are both working really well, you can enjoy an overall sense of well-being. If you find these kind of videos helpful and you're new here, please subscribe. For me, avoidance behaviors fall into two categories. The first one I want to talk about is behaving as if everything is happy all the time and that there aren't supposed to be problems in life. And what that looks like is that anytime something happens that is negative, the person just goes, ah, it doesn't matter. Ah, don't worry about it. I don't really care about that. Now, on the surface, it might look like the person actually is fine, actually doesn't care. But when you talk to this person, so when I see people like this in my office, they did actually care. They were actually bothered. And the reality is that they're not happy with what's happening. This is not a solution. Pretending like the problem doesn't exist is not a solution. And what usually happens is that over time, because they are actually bothered, at some point the person has an explosion moment. And that explosion moment can lead to a huge argument and more likely lead to the termination of the situation. So the person would do something like stop being friends with you, or the person might stop attending the event if it's an event related, quit the job, right? So the person puts up with the negative, pretending it's not there, and then explodes and runs away from the problem. Now, the other large area where we see avoidance behavior is distraction. So that's the case where I don't feel good. Um, I, need to, I need to relax, so let me drink some alcohol. Or I need to have fun, let me smoke some marijuana or, or any other drug. Um, oh my gosh, my boyfriend left me, I'm so hurt, let me eat some ice cream. Where I'm actually seeing the problem, so I know what's bothering me in a lot of the cases, and then I'm doing something that doesn't actually address the problem to make myself feel better. These are not true solutions to the problem. What they do is they mask the problem and put you in the position where the problem will continue. So again, the person is still living repeatedly being hurt by the same problem because you're not addressing it. What's worse with this kind of situation is that we add to it because not only am I not addressing the problem, but I'm actually introducing a new problem because a lot of the time what I'm doing to help myself feel better isn't healthy. So rather than address the person who annoyed me, I go and drink to relax. Then what's actually happening there is I'm opening up a new problem. So we do know that if you drink or do drugs, the possibility, and if you do it enough, so the possibility that if I constantly being bothered by people and this is the way that I de-stress, I could become addicted. I think most people are fully aware of that. The one that's more sneaky is if I allow myself to de-stress through sex or de-stress through food. 
sometimes even something like de-stressing through exercise, if I'm doing it to an excess and get, so I could be getting physically hurt, can be, can fall into this realm. When I'm using sex and food to de-stress, I'm not actually using it for what it's meant for, first of all, but we need to understand that the reason that alcohol, drugs, food, and sex, and exercise, so activity, can help us to feel better is because it allows a rush of endorphins into our body. All the feel-good hormones start to pump out, which on some level is positive because you feel good in the moment, but the problem is that this thing that you're doing to feel positive isn't actually solving the problem that you're living. Trying to put this a bit in perspective. I'm doing something that isn't solving the problem, but then I'm getting this rush of physical positive that I actually can become addicted to. So now what's happening? I still have the problem and I'm creating an addiction. And yes, I need us to understand we can be addicted to food and we can be addicted to sex. That immediate positive that we get from engaging any of these five activities is really rewarding, like really rewarding. And it has to be, right? Because I feel bad. And so I'm looking to feel better and I do this amazing thing and I feel really great. And then it goes away. And then the problem is there. And then I have to repeat the cycle to feel better. And this is where we end up stepping possibly into the addiction world. If I don't notice that maybe I'm having sex with my partner for the wrong reasons, maybe I am drinking a little bit more than I'm feeling I should be and I'm comfortable drinking, if I don't notice that I'm eating when I'm not hungry, when we don't notice that we're doing these behaviors that's really not solving the problem and not in line with where we want to be, we end up opening that door to addiction. And keep it in mind, I haven't solved the problem, which is why that door gets open, right? Because I have to keep revisiting these things because every time I'm not in that high, the problem's facing me again. So what's the answer? The first piece of the puzzle is acceptance. Things are going to go wrong. Not that they might go wrong, that they could, they are going to go wrong for two very simple reasons. I live on this planet with other people. So wellness warriors, I need you to understand that either you are gonna do something that pisses me off or I'm gonna do something that pisses you off, but this is gonna create some kind of tension, some kind of problem that will need to be solved. That's part one. Part two, perfect doesn't exist. There is no way for me to live my life and do everything correctly all the time and everybody else is going to do everything. Perfect as an idea is a trap because as soon as I'm aiming at perfect, I'm going to be disappointed in me and I'm going to be disappointed in everyone around me because there is not anyone who can live up to that standard. Perfect itself doesn't exist. And so therefore a problem-free life doesn't exist. In order to cope with life, now that I've just accepted that there are going to be problems and nothing is going to be perfect, is addressing problems. And in order to address problems, that means I actually have to allow myself to engage this problem that's happening in front of me. What's, un what's, what's really frustrating is that a lot of the time, we end up trying to solve how we feel rather than solve the problem that caused how we feel. So let's say, for example, that I'm socially awkward, then I might try to stop feeling this weird, like this bad feeling that I get when I'm with people by avoiding people altogether. 
or by saying that I don't like being around people. So again, pretending like the problem doesn't, it's not that I don't know how to manage people. I just don't like people. I don't like being with people. I don't like doing stuff. Okay. But then when I'm on my own, I'm not happy. I'm sad. I'm lonely. I'm frustrated. I'm bored. I, okay. But then that bad feeling. So what do I do? Well, I drink or I eat excessively when I'm on my own. And you know, what's really hard is that when we eat excessively, when we're on our own or we eat or we eat to solve a problem, but we're not actually hungry, we're putting our body in a bad position. If we drink, we're putting our body in a bad position. If we do drugs, we're putting our body in a bad position. If we have sex with our partner to solve something that's not about being close with my partner, I put our relationship in a bad position. And interestingly enough, I'm doing all of this, hurting myself and myself and my couple. I'm still not solving the problem. But what happens when I recognize that what's bothering me is that I don't know how to do this social thing. Then all of a sudden the answer becomes figure out how to do this social thing, right? So rather than avoiding the problem, I'm actually looking directly at the problem. All of a sudden, instead of drinking or eating, or I'm actually learning about a social skill that perhaps I didn't get earlier in life. It doesn't matter why I didn't get it. If I learn to do it today, then I will no longer have this issue today. And then I can get on with my life without this being a barrier to me. What happens if I'm socially awkward and I just decide, you know what, I'll do what everybody else does. I will drink to loosen up. Well, there's two problems that I have with that situation. First of all, it would mean that every time you're going to socialize, you will need to drink. So we're in that situation again, where alcohol is becoming a lot, a part of your life, possibly if you want to have an active social life, which then means that you're in that unfortunate position where you could become addicted. But take this a step further. What happens to situations where, where, where we're going, there won't be alcohol. Well, now I put myself in a position that if I actually want to go, I need to drink before I go. Again, creating the story where alcohol is becoming a bigger part of my life than I might want it to be. I feel like it's so obvious when it's alcohol and drugs, because we could see where it's easier to become addicted to these things. Problem is what happens when I'm doing the same thing with food? What happens when I'm only going to events where it's going to be around food because I could kind of play with my food and focus on my food and, and not, and not be strange that I'm not talking if I'm eating. Right. But again, I'm creating the situation where my comfort in a situation that's about social is coming from the food in front of me, or I don't go, but then I take care of me by eating ice cream or take care of me by eating cookies or drinking, like putting my health in a bad position because I don't know how to manage a social situation versus the true answer, do some research understand how to be more social. So learn how to be more social and then engage that. What about the fact that everybody does it, right? Everybody drinks alcohol when they're, when they're stressed, everybody eats ice cream when they get broken up. What, what about the fact that everybody does it? Like, is it because everybody's doing something that's harmful? I should also do that thing that's harmful. 
especially if I figured out that it's harmful to me. Wellness Warriors, I want you to understand that we're in a lot of trouble today because we keep trying to do what everybody else does. And I want you to understand that your health, your happiness, your well-being comes before what other people are doing. Once you figure out what's healthy for you, I want you to focus on it. I want you to push for it. I want you to do the things that keep you in a good place. We are all overweight because the world has been telling us for years that fat causes people to be fat and that we should focus on taking the fat down. And yet in the years since 1970, whatever it was that, that started to be said, we've consistently risen in our weight. So clearly there's a flaw in what we've been told, but we keep doing it because everybody else is doing it because these foods are fun, because everything tastes better when it's carby and delicious. And is that really what we want to be doing? Guess what? Everybody else doesn't have perfect health. Everybody else doesn't have problem-free relationships. Everybody else isn't debt-free. When we look at the other side of the fence and we think the grass is greener, you have to keep it in mind that perspective is everything. The same way that sometimes we don't talk about the problems we're having in our lives, other people don't talk about the problems that they're having in their lives. And if being like everybody else would mean not addressing the problems happening in your life, then that would mean remaining in a negative situation, which would mean continuing to be unhappy. And the question I have for you is why would you want that? Even if you could accomplish it, why would you want to, why would I want to not address a problem just so that it could keep haunting me, leaving me to engage in self-soothing avoidance behaviors? versus address the problem and find some kind of solution. And the reason that most people don't do it, because solving problems takes work. You actually have to allow yourself to identify the problem, identify possible solutions, and then consistently apply those solutions to your life, consistently. And guess what? If I apply a solution to my life, and it doesn't work, I have to go back to the drawing board and choose another solution or if I didn't have more than one solution, find a new solution. And this is a repeating process. I have to keep working on it until I find the solution that will work for me. Another reason that we don't do it wellness warriors is because we're looking for that easy answer. Oh, that worked for you? Let me do it. Even if it really didn't work for them, because we don't know, because they're not going to tell us if it didn't work for them, because maybe they don't even know it's not working for them because maybe they're avoiding. But you know that when you avoid, you don't feel good in this solution because it's not a solution. When you avoid and the problem keeps popping up and you keep having to run away from the problem, whether you're running away from it by saying it doesn't exist until you explode or whether you're running away from it by doing some kind of self-soothing avoidance behavior that just makes you feel bad and the problem's still there, you know it's not working because you still have to engage this problem. And honestly, I don't want that for you. I don't want you in a, engaging in addictive behaviors because they feel good in the moment. And then you just live this cycle of being in a problem and then self-soothing. That's not what's going to help you to have a happy life. What will help you to have a happy life is solving the problem long-term, which means actually seeing the problem, engaging with the problem in a different way, so that the problem isn't problematic. It's actually not problematic anymore. And how will I know it's not problematic anymore? 
because once I've engaged it, it either will not be there any longer. Like once I pay my bill, the bill doesn't exist any longer. It's no longer problematic. Or I go out into that social situation and I'm at ease, I'm comfortable. I'm able to engage with the people that I wanna engage with and I feel okay about it. It depends on the problem. And this is where I come back to every person's different and you need to identify what problems create this feeling in you that caused you to do this avoidant behavior, what's causing you to self-soothe, and then you need to find the solution that's going to work for you. I hope you found this video helpful, and if you did, I would love it for you to share this video. There are people out there who could benefit from knowing how to address avoidant behaviors. Share this video so that everyone can do better in life. I'm your keto psychologist. Love making these videos for you guys. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I look forward to talking to you guys again next week.